to Die For podcast includes the spooky, scary, salacious, and sometimes psychotic. Listener discretion is advised. one of us that sucks every week i feel like yeah this week it was me i suck pretty good it wasn't me it wasn't me i had a dream that somebody asked me to suck their dick and interesting what did you say well i said um how much would you be willing to pay me (laughs) nice and he said, how about, about this much? And I said, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And so then, but then he like whipped it out and it was massive. And I was like, okay, hold on a second. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and how we need to renegotiate. Was <laughs> he on board with renegotiating? My dream ended there. Oh, well, I really like that you were having your hoe dreams. <laughs> oh my, yeah, exactly. I'm a, That's I'm a fun. prostitute. Really? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good dream. <laughs> well, on that note, I pressed the button. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Thanks, Dad. I really want to know uh, what your price is, though, to suck cock. Um, I don't it, I don't really remember. It was in, remember. like, clouds and, like, like small glowing Candy. objects. Yeah. I don't think I actually... Skittles. S- I don't think I set a price, um, really. It just was like my mind knew telepathically some, some amount. Yeah, you're like <laughs> that amount is the right amount. Right. <laughs> I think he just doesn't want to tell us because it was like twenty bucks. He's like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I really don't remember a price. And some chicken nuggets. I don't know what price. I it mean, would have that's. To be. I feel like it would have to be some like non more bartery. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd say probably like $800. For a blowjob? Well, for a straight man to to convert. I mean, there's a little extra cost there. (laughs) You know? Inflation. So why are you just going to straight men then? Well, because I'm a straight man. (laughs) He's the straight man. (laughs) That's why. Sure, plenty of people do it for free. My wife doesn't. <laughs> Jesus. $800 every fucking time. <laughs> it better be worth it, damn it. <laughs> it all just goes back into the same bank account. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got her in a good spot right now. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, welcome back to To Die For. I am Liza, and this is Lolo. Sup? And the cocksucker is Noodles. (laughs) Hello! My price is $800. (laughs) Good to... For an average size, I must clarify. Yeah, no, I feel like you're very picky. Yeah. I know. I've got I've got unique taste. 
And you must eat pineapple for the week prior. And oh, I don't think we negotiated that part. No, oh, okay, just the price. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get rid of all the fun and games and get into the final week in our topic of forests. Dun, dun, dun. So, wait. Last week. Is this going to be forest episode number three? Correct. Okay. Oh. All right. Last forest episode. Forest episode cult. number three. It was yeah. cult shit. That's it what was. it was. That's Look right. at you go. I that was, remember That was shit. really quite not good. That was it was dumb. very not good. It got, it got <laughs> bad quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, yes. Uh, well, this week, uh, we're getting bad in a whole different way. We're getting spooky-ooky in the dark, mysterious, and ultimately tragic Okigahara Forest. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I mean, how could it not be? It couldn't be anything else. Right. For those who don't know, that is more commonly known as the Suicide Forest. So let's uh let's get sad. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot about I I personally really like the idea of like when I get super old that I just go walk out into the woods and if I'm too old to come back, like oops. What? Um, you just you you expect yeah. to walk out there and die <laughs> from like the elements? Right. No, I mean and this is what? like a theory. Like like that was like We'll get there. And she wants to go and die just, from the elements. Who? I, I, I don't think people do that. I mean, you're old. I don't think it do. takes a lot. They fucking do. People totally want to die from the elements. I want to die. I'm tell. I'm a person, and I want to die what? from the elements. She wants to be eaten by mushrooms. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, <laughs> let's head into the forest. Hippie suicide. Let's go. Woo, woo. All right. So, Okigahara means blue tree meadow is also referred to as Jukai or Sea of Trees. I am going to do my best to not butcher all of the Japanese terms, but I did not have time to look up all of them. So, I'm really sorry. Lolo gonna have to help me out here if you if you like type it out i might be might able to, be able to. <laughs> all right well i think i'm doing okay so far <laughs> um it is on the northwest flank of mount fuji on the island of honshu in japan and it's it kind of depended on which site i was looking at somewhere between 12 to 14 square miles of hardened lava from the last major eruption of Mount Fuji, which was in 864. So. Mount Fuji. Um, Mount Fuji. Eruption and volcanic geology. Correct. So basically, like, the whole forest populated itself through actual, like, the lava. So layer of lava, forest grows on top of it. I mean, isn't that all of Japan is just like a big, like... I think so, yeah. That, <laughs> like Japan, Hawaii, same-o, same-o. Yes, very, very similar. 
Uh, the Western Edges has, uh, or Western Edge has several ice caves and apparently like a bat cave. Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that are popular tourist destinations. Parts of the forest are super duper dense, and with the porous lava rock as the base, it generally creates a sound absorption. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and so it will be kind of unusually quiet. Uh, little, there's not a lot of like sounds of wildlife, insects, things like that. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Like if you've ever, if you've ever heard real, real quiet, it's horrible. It's absolutely yeah. horrible. Like in out in nature. You're yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's uh, getting snowed in somewhere and mm. not. That's probably the closest I've come to not hearing something. Yeah. That that could be. Yeah. <laughs> Because then when you do hear something, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I loved how things sounded when I was in snow. That was like my favorite. That sort of I mean, I love it, but it's like when when you're expecting to hear something and you don't hear anything. It's like, oh. I, I you know what? I um, am pretty certain that I have uh, tinnitus or tinnitus, whatever. Oh, yeah? Because uh, of constant ringing. So... Everything is always loud. <laughs> well, what do you mean everything is always loud? There's a specific if, tone that's always loud, but not Oh, yeah, everything. and it's really loud. Oh, really? Now, if you know there's what... other stuff going on, like, I don't know what tone it is. I feel like it's like a... C major? Somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, that noise. I, I, I knew a guy that... Um, he had identified that he had tinnitus in both ears, but mm -hmm. at different chords. There was like a chord. Oh, that's and it wasn't like a good chord. It was like a oh, bad chord. That would be and he, he played it for me on a piano once. And I was like, you live with that all the time? And he's like, yeah, it's fucking horrible. Right. No, yeah. you can't. So I'll like. So that could have been really horrible for somebody <laughs> with that tinnitus issue, right? Yeah, it's just there's nothing to get your mind off of it. Yeah. Maybe that's why people just go there and commit suicide. They all have tinnitus. <laughs> right. That's. <laughs> they like, didn't go there really to commit suicide. That they wasn't just, their initial. That wasn't like, their thing. Intention. They just right. got there and realized. Nice leisurely walk. And really then... bad tinnitus, and then they're like. That would be it, a. That would be a great horror film. And it drove like, them crazy. A specific place had really, like tones that just went made people go crazy. It's like watching people go crazy about boring shit. Watching people be bored to death. <laughs> Well, that's kind of like, what is it? Um, it's like our listeners. Uh, rude. I don't know. I thought I'd give so them a shout rude. out. How's it going, 89? <laughs> uh, I think because <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyways, we'll just keep moving. Okay. Um, so beyond the fact that there's very little sound and such, the trees are also very large and they have now grown into kind of this interlocking canopy. So there's very little light that actually makes it down ah. to the forest floor. So you have super dense, very little sound and very little light. So this all contributes to a sense of solitude and eeriness. It honestly sounds lovely. Okay. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm like my, uh, my heart is is excited to go here. I'm sure you're gonna tell something that I yeah, don't. Yeah, let me ruin like. it for you. Have but you ever right spent now, time it's... by yourself, like for like a couple days? Yeah. No, but like with nothing to do, really, like nothing, no, nothing to distract you with. Like just like in, like in the forest. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like just sit around, don't talk to anybody, just mm-hmm. look at shit for long periods of time. Oh I did. That. I had to do that um, for like this juvenile camp <laughs> that I went to. <laughs> And it was like a reflection period of like four days where mm-hmm. they, just, they just dropped us off on like, it was called the Boundary Waters in Minnesota. So there's a bunch of just different little islands mm-hmm. and they just would drop you off on an island and you, you were just there for like five or four, four and a half days. Yeah. And it was not easy. Like time kind of, you kind of went a little crazy. Oh my God. That sounds like the most amazing thing on the face of the earth. Good revelations, but the first two days were not were not great. I would probably make it through like maybe two hours, and then I would just be curled up on the floor crying. Like why? Yeah, my why? head is not a good place to be. So if I am stuck alone with nothing but my head, that was the point, though, right? Is like you're you're pretty much like. They got it was at the end of the program, so you're you they know that you're not, not like gonna go to into a forest and commit suicide. But like you had learned some skills to potentially endure Oof, the mental yeah. aspect of that. I feel like I endure enough shit day to day <laughs> that I don't need to endure being stuck alone with my brain. That's it's, horrible. See, it's an this asshole. Is, the is that when I get alone, I really enjoy it. Um, probably to an unhealthy level because then I, I don't go yeah, out and same. like go into the world. Um, but those, all of those things that you have described is like my like dream mm. of just, if you could just drop me off in the woods and not talk to me and not make me have to talk to any, like, I'm, oh my God, I'm not allowed to talk to you. <sighs> like, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you maybe you should go do that. I want that so bad. I would I really that. ruin like podcast plans, so I'm gonna veto right. that. Oh god damn it! I also, have definitely don't go gone into to a camp. forest though. Go somewhere. Oh, I totally tapped <laughs> on that, and then I ran into some bears, and I was like, "Oh shit! This is why you don't go camping by yourself." Yeah, that's very true. <sighs> mm-hmm. But it was still really fun. All right. But this place is not not, not great yeah. for for you. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, not it great for like we wouldn't find her. Yeah. So, speaking of finding people, crisscrossing the trees and plants that stray away from the trails into the forest are multicolored plastic ribbons, you know, similar to those ones that they use at, like, construction sites or, like... Oh, yeah, like, marked trees and stuff. Yeah. um, So, those are just kind of crisscrossed all over the place. And those are mostly from individuals who have come to the forest for the purpose of suicide, but may not have fully decided yet whether or not they're going to go through with it. So they'll string up the ribbons to help find their way back if they don't go through with it. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Or to help people go to your body. It's very considerate. Wasn't there there a YouTuber 
Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. he got in some mega trouble. Mega for that trouble. Shit. Yeah, because they actually he actually stumbled across a body and like put it up and yeah. What? Oh yeah, yeah. He... Uh, maybe we'll get into that later. I don't know. I I did not include it because I just was like he's a piece of garbage. But yeah, he they went in there like don't desecrate a grave even if it's well because wasn't he doing like a ghost hunting like sort of thing? I think so, but then it was kind of one of those like oh shit like I found a body and like oh my Who god was that again? I can't remember his name. I don't know if you look it up, it pops up on everything. So, mm, okay. um. So, yeah, these are a ghostly reminder of what the forest has become known for, which is, of course, suicide. I wonder how many I wonder how many locations in the world are designated as like locations of suicide. San Francisco Bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I believe that this is the number two place after the San Francisco Bridge. What? After the San Francisco Bridge? Mm-hmm. The San Francisco Bridge is number one? I believe so. Or at least it mm. used to be. I don't know now because I think they put a net under it or something. Um, That's but... crazy. There is a net under it. I went I went there and there is a net. That's just crazy. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> well, um, the forest has only recently... I guess, like, in the big scheme of things, become known as the Suicide Forest. Um, but first, let's talk about suicide in Japan. Because it's way different, kind of, than a lot of places, at least here. Um, so, in general, the cultural attitude of the J- uh, Japanese in regards to suicide is tolerant, with some instances actually being honorable. As opposed to, you know, here where a lot of times it's... Stigma. Yes, there's a big stigma mm-hmm. attached to it. Um, most famously would be the feudal samurai who would commit a seppuku or ritual disemboweling. Right. Uh, rather fall than, on your sword kind of thing. Uh, yeah, rather than fall into the hands of their enemies. I cannot imagine doing that to myself. Like... Uh, that takes some... Some guts, pun intended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like it would be because there's, if you have the time, there's this whole ceremony that goes along with it. And so you have like loved ones and like your, your, um, oh, wow. I can't remember what it's, it's basically like your squire in terms of like knights and stuff like that. I can't remember what the word is, but like they actually assist you in, uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, I can't imagine. Like, it would be one thing if you were like, oh, shit, stab. Like, <laughs> you know. Right. But. Well, don't they, like, do, like, a turning motion? Like, it's not yeah. just, like, a stab and, like, Oh, no, across. yeah. It's like, like it's a, a squiggly. It's a, it's a make sure that there is no coming back from this. So, <laughs> yes. Um, so this, of course, was the highest honor and dignity for a samurai. And then you also have the kamikaze pilots from World War II, which were respected, respected, respected and honored as they were, you know, sacrificing for their country. So again, I don't know about them so much. I mean, they were fed meth before they did anything, really. (laughs) I mean, that, 
our side's definitely fed our soldiers meth too. Well, right, and... but like respected, I don't know about that. They're probably just using them as pawns. Well, okay, I mean, go, that's go how go you get this, people to yeah. sign up for this right. shit. Do you want to do something that's like going to be super meaningful? Do you want to go down in history as somebody great? Do you want Well, meth? let me tell you how this is going to happen. First, have this cocktail. Now, <laughs> I wonder if there was a ritual for the kamikaze pilots. Probably. I... I would think so, but I don't know. Like a um, ceremony, I mean. Yeah, suicide in Japan has got a pretty long history. Well, I does. think everywhere, but well, specifically right, ceremonies right. history, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the, uh, and granted, I am in no way an expert, but I feel like it's one of the few places where it's something that was like really an honorable, like venerable thing to do. Yeah, that there are some circumstances where you're like, oh no, you're actually doing this as a favor. I'd say I'd, I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, there are some situations I'd say, yeah, sure. Yeah. Since then, like, I believe the very last, like, official seppuku was in, like, 1970. Um, but kind of since then, suicide has become more of a cultural issue with the country actually reaching almost crisis levels. So there, whereas it's still not necessarily stigmatized like it is here because of the levels of it i think they're definitely starting to look at it in a bit of a, a different way um in 2019 it had the second highest rate of suicide in the g7 developed nations and then was china next or first um i did not look i would assume china's probably first i, I want to know who the first is i can send you the link <laughs> um so in tw uh no we just did 2019 so in 2020 it's thought that there were more than 70 suicides a day which is just bonkers a lot of this it, it definitely ramped up during covid in particular um, a lot of this comes from mounting pressures of mental illness, debt, overwork, and then feelings of failure over things like losing a job or getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, in that culture, you very much, if I remember this correctly, it's very much like you get a job that you work at for your entire life and you get married and that is for your entire life. So then if you lose your job or you get divorced, it's you get this incredible sense of failure, you know, and I would imagine kind of some desperation and stuff of what am I going to do now? Yeah. So well, it's all about not being a burden on your family and stuff too. Right. If you let, it's not just that you're letting yourself down, you're letting right. all of your elders down, yes. which is a lot more stressful. Right. But also yeah. like, even with like friend, like, one of the things that my uh, roommate said to me, um, so she's from Japan. Um, she's like, yeah, we always be really, really careful about the friends, picking up new friends, because like, then you have to do this whole gift giving thing that can be really expensive. Um, and so oh, wow. she didn't like, you had to be like, I can't afford another friend. Huh. That's crazy. Hmm. I mean, it does make sense because they do have everything is so um, rituals, not the word that I want. Um, 
They have, they're very ceremonious. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of ceremonies and just everything is very, there's kind of a way for of doing every, yes. Um, so I guess that kind of makes sense, but how sad is that? Like, I can't afraid, I can't afford to have right. a new friend. Well, and also her hours were insane. Like even when she right. was working, like when she was living with us, she was still working for a Japanese company. And mm. they would call her whenever uh, and be like, hey, we need you to come in and do this like now. And then like, and you're going to come over and you're going to go out afterwards and we're all going to go drinking together. And then we're going to do these like five bazillion other things. And right. it didn't matter that she had already been there forever or anything like, like, mm. it didn't matter that that wasn't part of U.S. labor laws. They've like, got major work workaholic right. syndrome. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so because of all of these things, many people turn to suicide to kind of escape all of these mounting pressures. Um, as these are seen as, like, maybe a little less honorable reasons, like, not necessarily bad, but it's not like, you know, the samurai, that kind of thing. Uh, many will look for a place that is more re uh, remote or hidden, where they are also less likely to be found for them, you know, to spend their last moments. And so with that, uh, Aoki, that, I've now, <laughs> I've now like, <laughs> I've completely forgotten how to say it. And so now it just all looks wrong. <laughs> Aoki Kahara has become one of the leading spots in Japan. And not actually just for the Japanese. People from all over will come to uh, the forest for that reason. In the parking lot, there will be cars that sit for months waiting for their owners that are never coming back. Hmm. Yeah. I know. I was like, this This one's going to be a little harder to um, make funny. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't like, right? You're like, mm, it's not funny. <laughs> this is there is nothing about this. It's yeah. I'm like, I I, don't I mean, know where's how... the like? I guess <laughs> the ghost <laughs> element in that. <laughs> we're we're getting there. I'm just thinking about you trying to turn this into something funny. Right? right. I, no, no. I, I think like that's no. why the YouTube guy went. It went bad. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But I was like, you can't. I, like they're We're not propping up corpses, though. So. Jesus, Ooh, no, no, he didn't, did he? I don't yeah, think. So. Apparently, that's what she said. She said he propped up. No, she he found, he found a corpse. I believe he found one that was hanging, and then yeah, oh. and like filmed it and posted it, and was and it was also like, just like holy shit, like it was like just, just a kind total of... jackass about it, wow. like um, I mean, he was he was talking about it like he he was a teenage boy. Right, like it's yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I get it. Like, if you went there to do something, a piece on Suicide Forest, and then you actually saw suicide, you wouldn't want to. I wouldn't put that in a fucking video, but you would at least be like, oh, like this is very real. Like, right. Well, and so mm -hmm. yes, there are there are such different ways to go about that. So one of the things that I watched, there's a Vice documentary. That's like, I don't know, 30 minutes long. The link will be on the website, on our website. Um, and it's a gentleman who is a volunteer in the forest. And he's also, I believe, like a geologist or something. So he goes in there all the time. And he says over the past, like, 
probably 10 years that he's been doing this, he's actually found like 100 bodies during that time. Oh, the gatekeeper guy? He's not a, he's just, he, they actually have volunteers that go into the fort, like, Um... to just, yeah. And so they're, they're doing a documentary with him. And during the documentary, he finds one guy who is in a tent contemplating committing suicide and finds a body like in this whole you know and they do show it but it's i think i remember that yeah it's from such a different perspective of the like you know uh of like reverence and sadness but also like this is what the reality is as opposed to like oh my god there's a fucking body like i'm gonna throw it on my youtube channel well i just yeah i did some research logan paul that's the name yeah so to to think that logan paul i mean logan paul is hated regardless Mm. and now i just remember that like oh yeah. Apparently, the gatekeeper at Japan Suicide Forest does try to play music throughout the forest to try and persuade Ooh. people to not. Yeah. Like, with good tunes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard too because sound does not travel well. You he know. He has like a whole amphith- amphitheater like speaker oh, system cool. that he set up. Like, I haven't seen that. That's really cool. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I I realized that this first part is definitely not going to be all that amusing but you can't you can't talk about the suicide forest and not talk about what is going into into it and how long how long has it been really considered that like uh we will get to in just a little bit Mm. so um There are signs at the head of uh, most of the trails that will read, quote, your life is something precious that was given to you by your parents. Think about your parents, siblings, and children once more, and do not be troubled alone. And then there's a helpline number. So they they really are doing their best to try to fight this, but it's it's not going well. Oh, it's like right on the edge of mount fuji yeah it literally goes like butts up against mount fuji so it's a bad omen geez it's really beautiful but it's also very spooky and then has developed this you know reputation that just makes it rough um in 2002 there were 78 bodies found in the forest in 2003 it jumped to 105 in 2010, more than 200 attempted suicide, with 54 actually completing the act. After that, the, I don't know why they thought this would help. I, I mean, I guess like the Japanese officials stopped publicizing the numbers of bodies that are found um, to try to decrease the association of the forest with suicide. Right. But I'm like, I... Okay. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know what else you would do, but if you want, if you don't want to have the numbers increase, stop counting. (laughs) I guess that works too. Yeah. Um, Also, though, those are just the numbers of the bodies that are found. Many aren't found for months, years, or ever. So, um, unfortunately, it isn't all that common uncommon to stumble upon abandoned campsites, small memorials, or a body. 
that definitely puts a bit of a twist on your day hike. Um, I, <laughs> for all that I'm into like the spooky Yuki shit, if I actually Would you stumbled be really across hiking in the suicide forest, though, like people do, they go to see these ice caves and these this bat cave and stuff like that. So there are regular people that just go in there. Now, granted, a lot of them are will stay very much on the path because it is so hard or not so it's so easy to get lost um Hmm. but you do have regular people that are just in there for you know a hike or whatever um yeah but for all that i am like into the spooky ooky stuff if i actually stumbled across a body in the woods i would probably cry like the baby (laughs) yeah i can't imagine what Hmm. Yeah. So most attribute the spike in popularity for Okigahara as the place to end your life from the 1961. So this is kind of when it really started to ramp up. Novel Nami no To or Tower of Waves, written by Saicho Matsumoto. Hmm. I hope. Sure. <laughs> At the end of the book, two lovers, quote, romantically commit suicide together in the forest. So it became kind of this romantic place to go. I don't I don't get the romantic suicide thing. Like Hey, Romeo and Juliet. Super, super romantic. Apparently there was a movie in 2014 called Uh, Okigarahara. Okigahara. <laughs> yes. Shit now. I mean, there have been several movies. I think the most recent one was like 2017, 2018, called The Forest, mm-hmm. uh, which was a horror movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do have to say, though, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, what's her face? Romeo and Juliet. 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 Romeo and Juliet. Hey. <laughs> They went down and had a couple babies. <laughs> no, uh, it wrecked me as a freshman in high school. Like Yoki Garahara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it wrecked me. I was I was a disaster. It was no good. But I still don't get it. I don't get the romantic suicide. <laughs> then in 1993, this piece of shit named Watar... I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I guess I'm just biased. Wata- so shit. Sorry. Wataru Surumi's uh, book, The Complete Suicide Manual, was released, and it mm. declared the forest as the perfect place to die. Honestly, it does sound like a great place to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Again, you don't want to be exposed. Like, right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Seems like prime fungal growth location. Right. No, I just, I, the, the idea of writing a book of like, here's how you commit suicide. I don't know. It just, that, I mean, oh my, like, so my dad and all of that stuff, um, we totally were like looking into all of that. Uh, yeah. Wait, what, what, what? Because my dad did not, he did not like this whole idea of being, like, left in the world um, in this, with a 
like a hole in his neck. It was yeah. pretty gross. It was kind of terrifying. So he was like, he wanted options. Oh, I see. And so there is a book out there that is like about that. suicide and how to how to make it so that your family doesn't get in trouble and how to make it so that like which now leads me or leaves me with this weird knowledge about things. <laughs> so I, yes. every time I see the balloon um little like tanks for um helium tanks, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh look, how, let's see, suicide would cost about fifty four dollars today. Interesting. What do you what do you mean? What do you, well, I mean, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> Let's uh, let's not give. You can all like look that up if you really need to. But this is, I mean, when I hear all of this and this sort of like conversation about um, like death and kind of choosing when you go, um, I think that in some ways Japan has like the right idea about about not stigmatizing it. But then yeah. it also went a little too far well, in that I would, direction yeah, too. I would say that. For me personally, my opinion on this would be in ex in extreme cases like your father, where he is his 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 level of enjoyment of life and his his physical way of right. going about this world is impeded. Yeah, it's to the point where life. he just cannot have a good you know a, a quality of life that's that's you know I I totally am a proponent for that. But it's for the individuals that they might not be physical, but it is a temporary mental right. But that's mishap, I mean that is also know. mental illness is also that oh, for sure. kind of like stuff. The question is: is are they have they received help? Are they actually right. do they have that, support? Yeah, that's the, and that that's the real stuff. question. And being able to like like check with somebody before right. <laughs> right because the, actually i i want to say that it was the golden gate bridge but at one point in time they had volunteers that would just hang out there and wait for people that looked like they were going to commit suicide like they were counselors wow. and then like wow. go and talk to them um because yeah, yeah it, it was a huge problem have either of you guys had a situation where you've had to like talk somebody down from something like that or attempted to? Kind of not. I had a friend who committed suicide and it was it was really hard. Like right. really hard. And there's so many and I guess that for just for me personally, for me, I am one of the like I can't imagine doing that to my family. Um you know. And and so that's just for me personally. That would be why I couldn't, you know, so along those same lines, there was a lot of anger um, of how, you know, mm -hmm. how could he do that to his family, to his friends, to, his, you know, that kind of thing. And what was actually really cool was that his parents um, said kind of the same thing, that they that they had waves of being really angry and then they were mm -hmm. sad and that like all of it was OK to feel that way. So that was that was really cool because I felt kind of bad. For being angry, um, mm. but you know, I know that there there are so many different things that that go into making those decisions. I just I think I think for a good portion of people, it's it's a decision that's made over something that is passing. You know, you broke up with somebody. You you know, 
not everybody right but i think right. i think there are a lot of where it just seems so overly you can't get out of it where it's yeah well the the whole mentality of pain is fleeting and if you find a way to get yourself out of a a mental space that's on the negative swing that you'll be fine but with some of these individuals that that like chronic depression is just inescapable you know yeah mm-hmm. so it's like i personally you know um having a family member that was really close to me to, you know commit suicide i didn't really i wasn't very angry I, I don't think i've ever been angry mm. i've almost been just like this sounds really strange but i'm also i just i saw how helpless this person was and i almost felt proud of how you know co- courageous that person must have been in order to do it i'm not i'm not a proponent for suicide i just want to make that a note but you know when you have somebody that just can't get out of it yeah and you know she was older so it wasn't like prime of her life have the rest of her life to look forward to right so that's a different aspect as well i I really don't feel like individuals who are younger should i I guess i would have a different feeling about that i think i do have a different feeling about that not saying that they have different mental struggles but they do have the physical ability abilities that maybe an older individual doesn't have to, to live life to a better extent i don't know if that makes sense but yeah interesting interesting so um (laughs) (laughs) and i uh don't have an opinion no i do have an opinion but i don't we don't need to talk about it we can't i mean we're we're getting unusually uh serious in this episode so if you if you would like to we can Maybe later. Okay. Um, and again, I, I do think that there is a different story for everyone that does attempt or complete or... Um, so there's, you know, it, nothing applies to every person that this, you know, affects. But those are just my personal, like, <laughs> my, my dealings with it. Um, so... Uh, Along those lines, many of the bodies that have been found in the forest have a copy of the Complete Suicide Manual by their side when they're found. Really? Yeah. Well, then that makes me feel worse about it. Because, like, if you're being prompted to do something by literature or by propaganda... It's not prop... Like, no, 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 no. What do you mean? Because I, okay, totally bought, like, the How to Commit Suicide book. Um, well, right, but I'm I'm assuming that you weren't in a space mentally where you would be you would be more willing to take something like that and then go further with the actions. You were reading it for educational purposes, right? Yes, and but then you always have that information too, um, and I don't even think that that really matters though. Like, I I don't think. You're going to read that book and be like, oh, suicide's a good idea. You read that book because you already thought that suicide, like you already thought suicide was a good idea to begin with. Or 
are considering yeah. it as a possibility. Yeah. It's but a symptom of the of the problem. Like right. That. And but. so I think that there are ways to be um, humane to talk about those things uh, so that people can get help, but also feel a little bit more comfortable and open. And by making those things taboo, it makes it a lot harder well, to okay. talk about it. Yeah, I get that. But I guess the preliminary steps of identifying if they have gone through the process of evaluating all of their options prior to obtaining this book is probably hasn't I would say a large a large quantity of these people haven't done that you know so they they're obtaining this book and then they're like oh suicide forest Lolo do you know just because you've spent time in Japan is getting like mental health care is that a is that a thing or is that kind of stigmatized like as I, a sign of failure or I think that that is not like mental health care I think is not that big um mm. I do know that there was um when we would go in in the morning we'd have um delays um and I would say of the 3 months that I was there there were at least 3 train delays mm. Um, and those oh, wow. were people. Um, now, to stop people from using the train, they started to Im impose a fine upon the family. Oh, wow. Really? Um, because that way, because part of the reason, the part of the logic behind dying is you have already disgraced your family, and so you will have done a greater service right. to, like jump in front of a train. train right and that's and they're like no, no no if you're trying to not like upset your family then this isn't a good right. way right you now have become even more of a burden okay yeah mm. um it's whew, yeah <laughs> um okigahara was also allegedly a hot spot for the practice of ubasut that was one I really should have looked up, but couldn't. Um, what? How's it spelled? S U B A. No, you have well, to you have to type it into the chat so that way. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Air spelling is not my specialty. I figured. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're not a good air speller. Right. That's yeah, probably Ubasute. Ubasute. Ubasute? Okay. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna Uba take sute. Lolo's word on this. Ubasute. Um somehow I got a little French. Um, yeah, right. No you no thing at the end. <laughs> you gotta it's gotta go all monotone. Ubasute. 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 There we go. Less less French. Sute. Or oh abandoning of an old woman? Question mark. Um, Wait, or worse, yes, abandoning of an old woman, or worse, uh, quote, granny dumping. I am all for granny dumping. I am the granny <laughs> that you wants can to be dumped. Dump me. Um, Was well, it against their will, or is it like? I. It's a little bit of both. Now, this is something. It's no, legit. Murder. 
<laughs> kind no, of. No, I mean, yeah. it's to a certain degree, it's kind of like the same sort of idea of a cult, but it's a culture, not just a tiny little bit. It's a whole culture. Well, and so this is one thing that shows up all across Japanese like history and stuff like that, but they're not sure how much it actually happened. But the idea was particularly uh, during famine or if your family was on the poorer side right. of things and you had a relative that got sick or less um, mouth to feed yeah. or basically just like kept living. <laughs> um you would take them into the wilderness and leave them alone to die, which would then help relieve the financial burden on your family. Um, I believe that sometimes the family member might take it on themselves to do the same thing. So there's where it's a little bit of both of like grandma might decide that, you know, she's had a good run and take off or um, her son would decide that grandma had a good run and, but she couldn't See. walk there, so right, right. Some right. guy carrying a grandma like in a backpack. Like, I mean, there are literally yeah. some like paintings and stuff like that from you know quite a ways back of literally like guys carrying grandma like piggyback like up the side of a mountain. Um, yeah, yeah, granny dumping. Um, unfortunately, this is also becoming a trend again um, as younger people are not really having children that will then care for the aging and then the elderly are easily living into their 80s 90s and even hundreds right it's no fun it's everybody no... you know dies and yeah. nobody wants to talk to you anymore right well and you know just the the balance is so off between the elderly and everything and so this time though for the most part they're not just dropping them off in the woods they're like dropping them at hospitals and charities to pretty much be adopted by someone else. So, I mean, it's it's less That's dramatic, but still, yeah. I don't know. I there was like, was it SNL or something that did a skit that was like um, grandparents in the pound, <laughs> like it, you could go and pick out your your new grandpa or whatever. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> Like this one really likes baseball. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, honestly, that sounds great. I know. I would love to like adopt me a, a new set of grandparents. I'm, Seriously, you can just are a little lacking. Pick them up. <laughs> it works out really good. You're like, hey, can you be my new like grandma? And people are like, that sounds great. Works out spectacular it does i like talking to old people i've always liked talking to older folks i'm an older person <laughs> not even <laughs> like as a kid i worked um well i didn't work but my my mom was like worked for a community center and so most of my days were spent talking with old people and i loved it yeah they taught, I mean, they taught me a lot they yeah well they Again, they have so much life that has been and they're fucking and... they're funny as shit they're witty yes. as shit like <laughs> mm -hmm. like they all they're and they're yeah they're, a lot of them are very very with it it's just the physical aspect of their body right my my i worked at a retirement community at the our grandpa's <laughs> retirement community for like six or something years um and i loved 
all of them. They are like genuinely my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Well, like you we had... go over and have dinner together. Like, oh my god, absolutely love them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you had all the. Well, no, you didn't have the party animals. You had the the booze closet for the party animals. Right. Right. Yeah. No. They had like nice <laughs> shit. <laughs> they would like sneak like hide their booze in the ceramic studios <laughs> well there yeah. was a whole booze locker downstairs you didn't even have to hide it like yeah you yeah. like they had booze lockers yes i mean at that point like have with their name on fun. it right yeah. mm-hmm. no every night had a cocktail like theme something, something yes rather. so you could go and booze it up every night yeah. It's fancy well, as fuck. You could have just carried them on your back. <laughs> Out into the I wild. Into the like, wilderness. No, Orange we just County. wanted to make little ceramic-y things together. That's what we would do. I just, you know, I'm working on re-envisioning the entire process and, like, where we're at. We haven't talked about, like, the ghosty bits yet. I want ghosts. Okay, where let's the have some ghosts. Where the ghosts go? Tell okay. us about these granny dumped ghosts. <laughs> so, with all of the pain and suffering and anguish that is brought into the forest and the tragedies of the deaths that have occurred there for years on end, it is also no wonder that the forest is known for its angry spirits known as Yuri. Ghosts. I bring you ghosts. Mm-hmm. Angry ones. Mm-hmm. You guys would get along well right now. You look so angry. <laughs> you didn't know elderly in a bag would push her off the edge. <laughs> Jeez. Such a fucking troll. I didn't even mean to make her pissed. I was just talk about That's why. <laughs> talking about old old people in bags, man. Jeez. Oh, I love you. All right. So Yuri are the angry spirits of those who have died sudden, violent, or unnatural deaths. Also, if they have strong negative feelings of depression or rage when they die, they can then also become Yuri. Mm-hmm. And because of this, their soul cannot leave this world and they are then stuck to wander around, appearing to those that cross their path. It makes for some really excellent anime. I do bet. We, do we think that this was a like a cultural story that was brought about to try and dissuade people from committing suicide so they wouldn't become Yuri? I I don't think this is um, specific to the forest. I think this is like the Yuri oh, have oh, been oh. a cultural thing for like across the country and for like ever right but that also still could be used for the same like purpose. sure hey you know if you're just super don't just go kill yourself because you're depressed because then you're gonna be a burden on us that way right you will be a ghost burden yeah don't jump in a train either (laughs) because right it's just gonna everybody have to pay for that (laughs) yeah um unlike a lot of like ghosts in our country i guess it seems or i think in a lot of like kind of european type countries it seems that they don't particularly want anything specific you know like our idea of ghosts having unfinished unfinished business you know like that kind of thing um it seems like they're just kind of angry and so they're gonna hang out um 
they maybe want like their curse of being stuck on Earth removed, but I don't think they really give any kind of way for that to happen. So they just hang out as angry Wonder ghosts. Wonder about. <laughs> being angry. Yelling at people to get off their lawn. Right? Uh, yeah. Sounds yeah, like hell. Uh, <laughs> May- Are you going to make Fucking it? Fucking tourists. Fucking. <laughs> I- Step on my goddamn mushrooms. God damn it. Lola would yell at people to get off her mushrooms if she went and died and became a mushroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shoot. yes. See? There we go. I just made it better. No, I mean, I'm... This, I'm, in a, I'm in a place where I feel, like, connected, um, and there's definitely mushrooms. It's like an in-between world. I'm on board with this. Okay. Alice in Wonderland kind of forest? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. I like it. Um, so yeah, they'll think that a lot of people think that the Yuri in particular, the elderly that were left there, uh, now haunt the forest. Uh, even more frightening, they believe that the Yuri actually encourage those who go there for suicide to actually go through with it. Mm-hmm. So those that are on the fence, they're like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Right. Well, that's fucked up. I know. Vibes. Bad vibes all around. Mm-hmm. So beyond its just kind of natural eeriness, hikers will also begin to feel panicky and like the trees are trying to engulf them, which just sounds creepy. And many think that the trees themselves have absorbed all of the bad juju going on and now they just have like their own evil presence. I know. Evil trees, man. No, thank you. I, that is um, how I imagine trees in a lot of places. Um, mostly evil. because I associate it to, with um, poltergeists. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what's that um, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie um, where like the trees get angry and everyone dies? The Mist? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Basically. I, is it the I mist? think it's the mist. I don't know. It's, I think that's isn't that about I a village. I want no. to see this. It's yeah. It's base. It's like a, a suspense or horror or something. Yeah, but like basically, I want to see this. The trees of, get mad at people and kill them. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Trees. Um, yeah, trees. The happening. Happening. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I need. I'm going to watch this. Uh, well, there you go. Angry trees. Oh, sounds. This is this is like the best episode. So, uh, hikers and all who will be in there also will get photos and videos of unexplainable mists and orbs, and some will even get like full body apparitions that just kind of float through the trees. Which, again, just nope. Sounds yeah. terrifying. I think I don't this, like that. again, these are the ghosts I want to see. Oh, really? The, these are the ghosts I would like to see. They are outside. I don't think I want to have ghosts inside. Ghosts inside? Wow. Okay, cool. so this is weird because I think I would not go here. And you would. I totally would. Wow. That's a weird flip. 
Like, huh. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so another, another horror inducing practice is the body hunt, which happens at least once a year. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh-huh. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's like Easter, but instead um, of eggs, you like find skulls. Like a holiday? No, they literally, the hunt is where authorities and volunteers will enter the forest to look for bodies of those who died by suicide and those who are potentially thinking about it but have not done it yet. Is there like a prize for whoever finds the most? No. <laughs> yeah, they didn't die or... <laughs> um, I think there's definitely a... um. A punishment for somebody uh, that we will get to in a second. I wonder uh, if there's been situations where people... Punishment if you find somebody? Uh, somebody's getting punished in this. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's Oh, little... you mean if they find somebody that hasn't yet committed it? No. Somebody, one of the volunteers or like authorities or whatever, um, but it's a little more random. I think they literally play like rock, paper, scissors. Um, but we'll get there. I wonder, I was going to say, I wonder if there's been situations where people have volunteered to be on the hunt and then committed suicide during the hunt. Ugh. Hmm. I, like a perfect way right. to like go off into nowhere. Mm -mm. I mean, maybe. I, again, since they kind of stopped publishing all of their their numbers and findings and stuff like that, it's, it's harder to know what's happening uh, in the more current times. Now, if they do manage to find someone that's still living, they will try to talk to them and hopefully help them to see that they're not alone and that, you know, they can. There are other options. Um, but at least, like, during watching that documentary, The Vice One, like, he did come across somebody and um, he talked to them and then just kind of, he was like, hey, you know, you're actually not allowed to, to uh, camp here. But then also was kind of, like, talked to him a little bit and then just left him to... That's right. I remember the vice. That's right. I watched the vice one. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's what, I was trying to remember what, why that sounded familiar. It's. It's. It's interesting, and you get to really see kind of into the forest because he, you know, he obviously goes in there a lot, so he's got a pretty good idea of where he's going. Either way, regardless, while they're hunting, many have claimed to hear high-pitched screams and wailing. Which is super weird as, you know, that whole sound doesn't travel well and the uh, forest is usually, like, ominously quiet. I have to say, I think I would go here, too. Really? Okay. I actually, I think I'm actually, uh, when I say that, I mean, I would go there, but I would probably, I, I would also say, I think I would be more terrified of ghosts outside than inside. Mm. I don't know why, but yes. Yeah, I don't. Something about ghosts in a forest just seems so much scarier to me. I'm not sure why. Like, I don't know mm. what it is. It just, like, maybe it's that whole, like, you try to get away from them and then you run into the forest and then, like, everything goes even worse from there as opposed to, like, I'm in a building. I'm going to run out the front See, door. If right, I right, can, right, right. my thought process is um, if I'm outside, I haven't chant and they are not like kind of inside kind of people um <laughs> then i want to be able to run inside but if they're inside things where the fuck am i supposed to go 
out of that inside. Right? I don't know. I don't... Mm-mm. I guess it depends on if they're ghosts that are stuck to, you know, like, tied for whatever reason to an area building. doing a yeah. thing. Because mm-hmm. some seem to be. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just creepy forest sounds just way worse to me. Mm-hmm. Can ghosts be tied to, like, objects? You know, like a ring? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least they think so. Why the fuck not? I, I mean, there are definitely stories of people being, you know, a, a, oh no, he wasn't around for the Dybbuk box. <laughs> I was like, there's the Dybbuk box. Well, I've heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was... yeah, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> We're gonna see it. Ago. We're gonna what? know. What are you talking about? No, that's a bad idea. It's what? in. It's in Vegas. It's this is the... this is like this is like the beginning of a horror film that. Like, oh, the friends are talking about, oh, they have a podcast. Right. <laughs> and then like, oh, oh, man, they're talking about different boxes. Oh, they're going to go see one. How hilarious. They're so dumb. I mean, and then we go and see it. it. And then we're fucked. Oh, mm-hmm. right. That's what you say now. And then I'm going to get overwhelmed and want to open it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we had weird sounds, ominously quiet. Um, so during these hunts, if they do find a body, they will bring it out of the forest. And I believe they have some sort of like ranger station or some something along the lines um, right near the forest's entrance. And so they will leave it overnight in a special room on a bed. And uh, it's literally just for dead bodies. And a guard has to spend the night in the room with the body to ensure that the yukai do not spend the night screaming and being deranged and basically terrorizing the dormitories attached to the special room. So that's the guy that gets punished for some reason. Oh, right. Yeah. Because he has to just sit he in has there. to spend the night with the dead body and potentially yukai. Right. Uh, the forest is also sometimes referred to as the demon forest uh, because suicides and angry ghosts weren't enough for one little forest region. Mm-hmm. The demons are called Tengu, Tengu, mm-hmm. or mythical bird demon, or heavenly dog, depending on like how they're depicted. Most of the ones that I saw were more bird-like. Yeah, bird is a pretty... Like, it seems like a large variance. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. They're like pretty large birds. That's, yeah, that most of the places that I saw said bird, but there was one that was like heavenly dog, but then I just kind of imagined like a like a cocker spaniel with a halo and that's yeah, like way that. less demonic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, the ones in the forest seem to be more along the lines of the uh, bird demon. Uh, they do, they are also said to kind of be like forest guardians, I mm-hmm. guess. But the feeling I get is that they aren't particularly nice ones. They don't, I don't think they like uh, humans. Right. And they're like kind of racist. Oh. Um, they're, they're racist? Yeah, everybody that's not Tengu is kind of shitty. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, if you're not Japanese or what? Like, right. what what kind of well, racist are we talking here? Speciesist? <laughs> okay, okay. Anyone who's not me, I don't like. Correct. Sounds Perfect. pretty on par with my mentality. Yes, I yes. hate everyone. Okay. I'm equal in my hatred. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Um, so the locals will actually, for the most part, stay away from, you know, it's not just all kind of hype. The locals do get just a super bad vibe from it. And so they will stay away and will tell their children that they should stay away because it's an evil spot. Um, there could also be a little bit of practicality in there of the, like, don't stumble upon a dead body when you're a little kid. Because I mm-hmm. could imagine that that would be super traumatizing. So. Or just getting lost. I mean, like I said, it's right. super easy to get lost. So I don't know. What's scary to think about is, like, there, you know how um, some families have a career that they pass along, like, pass down? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somebody who is a forest caretaker who has passed down the role mm-hmm. to his younger one oh. who's like, hey, you know, you have to be prepared for this, you know. That's probably happened. So right. it's kind mm-hmm. of terrifying to think about, like prepping him to find. Oof. Yeah, it's a. I feel like spirit hunter. Like a, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that this is actually like a glorified career. <laughs> if uh, we go yeah. off of a uh, Japanese anime, then um, yeah, this is totally like there's the yokai hunters, and they have to go out and like save the spirits, and then there's all sorts of like people that are supposed to go around and like um slay the ghost so that they can go to the spirit realm oh okay that's so it's more a, i think it's a big just traditional like story slash like kind of worldview world okay. story myth i have to say though that that sounds kind of sad like you became a yuri because you had like trauma or violence or like rage or despair or something like that and then the way to not be that anymore is to be slain again like here have some more trauma and you'll be free now right well but you had, yeah it had to, it was something awful and you need something awful to counter it a more oh. different awful so two wrongs make a right yes yes <laughs> yes yes that's what you got need, it like an ultra sharp like blade or some shit. But in the Japanese culture, it should be three wrongs make a right because they don't like even numbers. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're bad luck. Even numbers are bad luck. Oh. I'm all sad. Like, well, and well, I think for in uh, Chinese culture, four is like death. Okay, I just have a lot of twos. Right. All the twos. <laughs> I have to think. I have to think. I don't because rem- I think four is death in, like, sounds really close to the word for death in Mandarin. I think something like that. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm yeah. fucked because I have all the twos. So, um, if all of that wasn't enough. It appears that some of the folks who go there to die by suicide feel the need to leave a curse behind, uh, most likely to scoff at society that they think like failed them or, I don't know, as a way to let out their pain or for whatever reason. Fuck you. Pretty much. Um, Some of these are just as simple as like a written curse that will be like nailed to a tree or left on the ground by their bodies. And then some of them are super duper creepy. (laughs) Uh, In the documentary, the vice one, he comes across one and it is, uh, I don't know what it is. It's not like all things considered. It's not like some, you know headless animal upside down or anything like that 
but it, it it's just so icky and creepy. Uh, so nailed upside down to a tree is a large stuffed Jack Skellington doll. And its hands and feet are nailed down. So literally this doll is probably like three feet long. It's huge. And its feet are at the top. And then its arms are like splayed out down below it. And they're all nailed in like crucifix styled. I wonder if there's anybody that like sets up booby traps for people. I don't know. I did read something that said that um, some people will actually cut the the plastic ribbons so people can't get back. Because hmm. I do think some, oh. I think some hikers do potentially use those as well if they leave the trail. And so there was a thing about that that is a thing that can happen. So I don't know. Uh, either way, super creepy doll. All nailed to the tree, and then not far from that tree was a suicide note that was also found nailed down with the same nails as some Mm -mm. poor person's last interaction with this world. What they didn't find though was a body, so that's weird. I wonder if well, there's another implication to the suicide forest and how well well it's known is. What if there are serial killers that are using this as a guise to hide bodies? I don't, I don't think that that's really like a thing in Japan. How do you their, know? How their do we know? murder rate is like really fucking low. How is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. They kill, did... they kill themselves. Right. They don't need somebody else to do it for them. That's sad. Um, yeah. I did. I did read another thing. Now, granted, this was just while I was scrolling through, like you know, articles and stuff to try to find what I was going to use. I did see something else that said that potentially the yakuza will hire like villagers or you know something like that will hire people to go into the forest and rob the dead bodies. Um, so there is the potential, you know, I mean, because they go in with all of their stuff for the They're most Really? Part. They're going in there with, like, valuables? They'll, you know, they'll have, like, jewelry on or their car keys or their wallets or, oh. you know. So, um, again, I don't, like I said, I just skimmed across that at some point. So I'm not sure the validity of it, but. That's pretty fucked up. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a, a high crime syndicate, it really matter (laughs) i know right um yeah so it's uh yeah that uh that was it that's we have we have done the spooky ookies and the sadness and the yeah (laughs) i mean all things all things considered um i mean for for i for obviously a large quantity of people it's kind of a beacon of maybe um camaraderie if you will in the sense of sadness Mm -hmm. um so maybe it's somewhat peaceful for some individuals i don't know i do think that is um part of it where you know i think part of why they tried to stop publicizing the numbers and stuff like that so you know but i think a lot of people do see it as that as Mm -hmm. a you're not alone in this and so as opposed to you're not alone in 
and living and going forward. You're not alone in this decision and going with those who have gone before you, I guess. It's like your Um, little journey. Yeah. So, um, yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah. Either way. And now this is where we put in the um, suicide uh, hotline. The hotline, right. It is, yes. If if you or someone you know is contemplating suicide or just needs somebody to talk to, because we really appreciate you guys and enjoy you and uh, would like for you to stay with us, hopefully. <laughs> um, again, we, we understand there are all kinds of uh, contributing factors, but if you do want some help... The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And you can also find their website on our episode page. So, I think this is kind of the most serious episode we've ever done. I definitely did not mean for it to be that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, honey, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, anything about that forest. I know. Uh, it's like, it sucks the energy. It has to be... If it's not treated, because it's, the thing is, it's an active, like, mecca. Epidemic, yeah. Right. I guess going into it, like, I knew that it was the suicide forest, but, uh, you know, there's so many things about it, of it being, like, one of the most haunted places and all of these things. So I, I, I really went into it thinking it was going to be heavier on the spooky ooky stuff. Right. And, um... And that, you know, it was going to be a little bit of like, yeah, this is what's going on. And then just we're the... not monkeys. We can be serious. We don't have to be funny the entire time. <laughs> Fuck you, 84. <laughs> we'll we... be what we want. <laughs> I am not saying it's a bad thing. I just, uh, it's definitely <laughs> a bit of a, a, a spin for us. So, um, which is sad know. because we talk about some really sad things. But, right. <laughs> but I, what is it about suicide versus murder? There's a different different light to it. Well, I think like when it comes to murder, generally there's definitely a bad guy versus like, you know, so it's it's easier to poke fun or you have somebody to blame. You do. Yeah, whereas um with suicide they are the victim and the perpetrator you really can't Mm -hmm. and it's and you're generally not coming from suicide in a in a good place so it's just that would just be a low blow i think right well nobody i think it kind of goes along that like thought process of um like zero um happy marriages and in divorce Right. <laughs> Zero happy marriages and Okay. Right. Yep. So, yep. like, that's people that are in that space aren't like, oh my God, everything's so good. Now I can, like, I'm just going to cut out now. Right. Like, this <laughs> Before is Before anything as... better happens to me. Well, this is as well, good as it gets. Peace. Actually, like... actually no, actually, I, I don't, I disagree. I think that there are situations of people, for instance, um, not saying that he's an, an example of suicide, but I don't remember his name, but the, the main character, the Fonz, 
um, if you guys know what I'm working uh, I do. Um, not Linkletter. Um, what's his I face? I don't remember. Really, really quite that. wonderful individual. He's very, very nice, super intelligent, super generous, very, very kind man. Um, I'm just going to look up the Fonz. Anyway, he said that, you know, after his role as the Fonz, um, Arthur Herbert, uh, Fonzarelli, um, he had a really difficult time because he was like, man, that's like the pinnacle of my career. Like, what do I, I can't be any, like, I'm, I'm, I'm typecast as the Fonz. I can't get any work. And he tried to like go out and do his own show and that flopped. And then he couldn't go back to happy days because he had, he had stopped the show. So he was like, yeah, things have become like too good for me to eclipse this. And so I can imagine that feeling overtaking somebody. Uh, granted, the, the, the fine line of when it becomes good to depression is I was say, yeah, very I feel quick. Like... Right. I don't know feel like because he really was what in the you're... midst of the high. He was exactly. on the down. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I just was... say the, the the high propensity of a very very good life potentially could be another vehicle or fuel in that vehicle to. Right, but again, that that means depression. that you've actually gone into a bad place. Right. Like, no. Yeah. I, I, I so... agree. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Just. Yeah. On a That's side scary note, to think about who's got the tweaker bird. Oh yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing um, <laughs> sound deadening headphones, and I it's really hot in my house, and so I open the door. <laughs> oh, I don't hear a it. Fucking bird! Oh, really? Going crazy! Like it's, shut the fuck and up. it's just all of a sudden. It's just been in the last like minute or so. It's maybe it's funny. maybe it was needed. Okay. Okay, it was. It was. We needed to like this shit just, up. Exactly. Um, because we have like I feel like we just can't go out on a super sad note. I don't know. I just. I just, I don't want to. It's been a long week, so let's, um, we did the thing. It was a sad thing this week, but then we had a tweaker bird, so there we go. Um, maybe don't rate, review, subscribe this episode. <laughs> Cause, cause but, but definitely buy, like, a sweatshirt, because that'll just make you mm -hmm. feel better. Yeah. Or Spending like a, money helps. Actually, it does. I find that throwing money into the void feels like you're doing something. It does. And then you end up with a big sweatshirt that feels like we are giving you a hug. Yeah. I'm I'm here to attest. Yes. Yeah. You can also buy like a giant t-shirt if that's more your vibe. Mm -hmm. Just like rock If you that. like live in too hot of a climate or something. You know what I really want is I want a trucker hat. I think just, I have the, those. That just says to die for. I don't, oh. the, I don't want the image. Okay. I just want the title. Right, it, that's what I have to say. Tell tell Joe that he doesn't want the image. I know. I I will. Right. Okay. I will. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, while I work on that for Noodles, who doesn't actually buy any of our merchandise, um, I'm frugal as shit. Don't even put me on blast. I'm about to say it. I'm cheap, motherfucker. Eighty five. He is. Or 89, whatever the fuck, how many people you are. Uh, I'm cheap, motherfucker. Until he wants to buy a new car to go with the like eight other ones that he okay, has. Okay, all right now. You're making me sound like the most generic, white, abusive male in the <laughs> world. Take out abusive and you've got it. That is bullshit. <laughs> I bought my wife a car. Mm -hmm. 
like her dream car two both two, twice you did mm-hmm. and that's and why you... you can't buy her a dream sweatshirt <laughs> wow the birds are really going crazy okay you got a new type of bird um anyways rate review subscribe check out our patreon check out the website buy some cool shit and come back next week it'll probably be funnier uh, <laughs> i hope so because <laughs> my mental health is fragile too um so on that note goodbye from me and me um see you later <laughs> okay thanks for listening you can check out our website at todieforpodcast.com. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at to die for Podcast, as well as our fluffy fam on Instagram at to die for Podcast underscore fluffy fam. If you'd like to send us an email, todieforpodcast at gmail.com. Cover art is thanks to Joelle Haight, and original music was created by Vincent Amston. Have a spooky day.